the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. May His grace and His blessing be with us now and unto the age of all ages. Amen. Our beautiful gospel reading this morning came from the gospel according to St. John, chapter 6, verses 27 through 46, and contained a portion of what is known as the Discourse on the Bread of Life, in which our Lord Jesus Christ spoke of Himself as the Bread of Life that comes from heaven and bestows eternal life on mankind. In this magnificent discourse, we are introduced to the mystery of the Eucharist, the mystery of Holy Communion, in which each and every one of us who partakes of the living body and blood of Christ receives eternal life. Let us try to understand this mystery better by considering these three points on Christ as the bread of life. First, when our Lord Jesus Christ says, I am the bread of life, he reveals to humanity that he is the Son of God. Our Lord's words, I am the bread of life, are one of the many I am statements of our Lord, which we find specifically in St. John's Gospel account. There are many times when our Lord says, I am something. For example, I am the bread of life, I am the way, I am the life, etc. And one of the beautiful things about these statements is that they show that he is God, because the phrase I am is one of the names of God in the Old Testament. In Hebrew, this name is Yahweh or Yehovah, depending on where you put the vowels. It literally means I am, or I am what I am. In the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the phrase is ego emi, which is the exact same phrase our Lord Jesus Christ used when he identified himself as the bread of life, the way, the door, the life, etc. The fact that he uses this phrase shows him to be the Son of God, the Savior of the world, because this phrase is the name of God himself. And for us, the lesson is very clear that our Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who condescended to our level and came into the world to save us. If I were to ask any of you whether you believe in the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, you would undoubtedly say yes. But oftentimes our manner of thinking about our Lord's divinity is distorted and altered by the teachings in the world around us. For example, there are many people who believe that even though Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he is somehow lower in his dignity than God the Father. Some people believe our Lord Jesus Christ was not divine at all, but rather he was simply a great teacher who came and died. Whenever you see any television program or book focusing on what they call the historical Jesus, this is essentially the teaching. They are focusing on Christ as a teacher, philosopher, and a historical figure, but they are not focusing on him as the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. We should be careful to make sure that these ideas are not consciously or subconsciously seeping into our hearts. When our Lord says, I am the bread of life, he uses the name of God and so teaches us that he is God. And we can use this fact to confirm and remind us who our Lord Jesus Christ is. We can also use the most simple and most succinct declaration of our faith, the creed, to help us remember who our Lord Jesus Christ is. We declare in the creed that he is light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of one essence with the Father. 
All of these statements teach us that our Lord Jesus Christ is God and that he is equal in his divinity to God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Second, now that we better understand who our Lord is, we begin to understand what he meant when he declared, I am the bread of life. You will notice that in all of the I am statements of our Lord, he tells us that he essentially is what he gives. Today he did not tell us, I will give you the bread of life, but instead he declared, I am the bread of life. In the gospel he did not tell us, I will show you the way, but instead he said, I am the way. He did not promise that he would send us light, but instead he said, I am the light. All of these statements remind us how central our Lord Jesus Christ is in our lives and how important it is that we have a strong relationship with him. He is everything he gives. He is everything to us. Without him, we are nothing and we have nothing. And this is one of the reasons he taught us in the Lord's Prayer to ask for our daily bread. We've all repeated the words, give us this day our daily bread thousands of times in our lives, and we're quite familiar with the phrase by now. But today I would like for us to really try to understand the meaning of these words. The phrase, give us this day our daily bread, is an acknowledgement of our utter and total dependence on God for everything. In fact, if you read the Greek original of the Lord's Prayer, you will discover that our Lord did not use the phrase daily bread in this prayer. In other words, the prayer is not asking God simply for the material food that we hope to eat today. If our Lord intended that meaning, he would have used the Greek word for daily, which is kat imiron. But that is not the word used in the gospel. Instead, our Lord used a very specific and unique Greek word to describe this bread. He used the word epiosios. Now, I don't want to make this about biblical Greek, but we need to pay attention to this word epiosios because it was never used in the Greek language until our Lord used it, and it has practically never been used since that time. Today, with the benefit of databases and computer indexing of thousands of Greek manuscripts, scholars are confident that this word practically doesn't exist in any other ancient Greek text, manuscript, or inscription. Even the early church writers such as Origen of Alexandria noticed this fact. The word epiousios is made up of the prefix epi, which means above, and usia, which is a form of the verb to be, or being, or essence. Many biblical scholars today translate it as meaning above being, or super essential. This means that our Lord taught us to pray not for ordinary bren, but for super essential bren. If our Lord meant for us to simply pray for essential bren, in other words, the bread that physically nourishes us every day, he would have used a different word for essential, but the reality is that he taught us to pray for a special kind of bread, a bread that nourishes us in a manner beyond physical nourishment. And this is clear in the gospel when Christ said, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and Arden. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. 
I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The manna, as you will remember from the Old Testament, was the daily bread that the Lord sent to his people as they wandered in the wilderness. In this passage, our Lord specifically disassociates the manna from the bread of life that he offers. He said, Your fathers ate the manna and dined, but he who eats this super-essential bread shall live forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ identifies this bread as being nothing other than himself. So important is this fact that our Lord repeats it emphatically four times in John 6. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Therefore, even though it can be said that we do in fact pray for daily bread in the Lord's Prayer, we are also praying for much more. We are praying to participate in the body of Christ. It is for this reason that our Lord Jesus Christ used an absolutely unique word in the history of the human language to describe an absolutely unique bread in the history of humanity, which is the importance of the Eucharist, the bread of life in our lives. And finally, we can speak about the mystery of the Eucharist as a way to know Christ and have a deep an intimate relationship with him. If we were to read the first few chapters of the book of Acts, we will see how the apostles dedicated themselves to the ministry of the word, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer as they spread the faith throughout the world. The breaking of bread was one of the ways the apostles and believers came to know Christ and have a relationship with him. Perhaps the clearest example of this is the encounter between the risen Lord and the disciples on their way to the village of Emmaus in Luke 24. As these two disciples, who, according to tradition, were Luke and Cleopas, as they traveled from Jerusalem to Emmaus, our Lord appeared to them and explained to them how all of the prophecies of the Old Testament applied to him. Even though their hearts burned from within, the disciples nonetheless did not recognize our Lord Jesus Christ. They understood the Holy Scripture, but the one who taught them remained hidden. As they entered into the village of Emmaus, they invited our Lord Jesus Christ to preside over the evening meal. Our Lord performed the same gestures he did when he blessed the five loaves and at the Eucharistic initiation, the Lord's Supper with his disciples on the Thursday right before he offered himself on Great Friday. He took bread, he blessed, he broke, and gave it to them. And at this moment their eyes were opened, and they recognized him as the risen Christ. Once they recognized him, he vanished instantly from their sight. This event from the Gospel reveals to us how important the Divine Liturgy and the mystery of the Eucharist are in our relationship with Christ. Our Lord appeared to the two disciples as they were traveling and taught them the meaning of the Holy Scriptures and especially how He fulfilled the prophecies and the writings of the Old Testament. Despite all of this teaching, however, the disciples could not recognize Christ. They didn't know Him for who He is. 
It was only when our Lord celebrated the liturgy when he broke bread that the eyes of the disciples were opened. So it is the liturgy and the mystery of the Eucharist that helps us to know Christ and to have a relationship with him. There are many groups in the world today that lead believers astray by telling them that the only important thing in the Christian life is the study of the Holy Scriptures. Their way of worship is essentially a Bible study. The story of the disciples on the road to Emmaus shows us the error of this view because the disciples received essentially a Bible study from our Lord Jesus Christ himself. Obviously, there is no one more qualified to teach us the meaning of the Holy Scriptures than our Lord Himself, and yet, despite this wonderful Bible study that they received, the disciples still could not recognize Christ. They were unable to know Him. It was only when our Lord celebrated the liturgy that their eyes were opened. This teaches us the importance of the mystery of the Eucharist and all of the mysteries of the Church. These are not empty ceremonies or rituals, but instead they are the ways in which God sends His divine grace and reveals Himself to us. What happened on the road to Emmaus essentially happens every time we celebrate the divine liturgy. Just as the disciples were instructed by our Lord Jesus Christ in the meaning of the Holy Scriptures, we are now instructed in the liturgy of the Word, that is the first part of the Divine Liturgy. This is the part in which we hear and learn from all of the readings. And just as our Lord broke bread in their presence, we then begin the Liturgy of the Faithful, the second part of the Divine Liturgy, in which the bread and wine will be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit into the holy body and precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just as the eyes of the disciples were opened through the breaking of bread, we hope that our eyes will be opened through our partaking of the mystery of the Eucharist that we may understand who Christ is and develop a strong relationship with him by imitating him and obeying his commandments. And finally, just as the disciples left Emmaus and preached the gospel in any and every place they went, So also it is our hope that once we leave the church, once we leave the divine liturgy, having Christ inside of us through the mystery of the Eucharist, we will reflect the light of Christ and the light of Orthodox Christianity in any and every place we go. May our Lord Jesus Christ grant us to see him as the Son of God, to understand that he is everything to us, and to help us develop a deep and intimate relationship with him through the mystery of the Eucharist, through that super essential bread that he offers us, the bread that he declares is the bread of life, his own flesh. And glory be to God forever. Amen.